Right now, we're going to talk about something that now. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin anything for anybody because we truly are living a charmed life in Alberta right now. I mean these these temperatures, this fall that we have had, um, it, this doesn't happen very often. I don't know if it's ever happened. I'm sure we've had nice falls, but none like this come to mind when I think about it. We're seeing temperatures. I mean, record breaking temperatures day after day after day. Right? Think about it. We're October. What is it? The nineteenth today. I mean, we could easily have snow on the ground, right? I don't know if it would stick, but we could definitely be in a situation where we're dealing with maybe even a snowstorm. And very soon, regardless, we know it's changing. This weekend doesn't look great. The big shift might be imminent. And we all know, eventually, sooner or later, we're going to have snow on the ground. Lots of it. And it's going to stay there for a good long time. So when it does, when the snow falls, the world changes, right? I mean, it's a different it's a different environment that we live in. Better in some ways and not better in some other ways. So to get some insight onto how it affects different things in our environment, we're going to chat now with Dr. Ubong Edok, who is a senior research associate in chemistry at Western University. Doctor, thank you for your time. I really do appreciate you joining us today. Thank you very much, Shay. Thank you for having me. Okay, so we're going to be talking about a couple of different concepts here, right? Absorption, which I think we all know, uh, and adsorption, absolutely. right? So, I mean, explain the difference here. What are we talking about? When when I say adsorption, AD, I mean something it's, it's, it's adhering to the surface. If I say absorption, that means I might actually mean there is... Um, there's a migration of that substance into the body of the material. Right. So adsorption means it just sticks to it, basically, right? Surface. Surface. Now, we have to be very careful with that um, definition because uh, um, there are other school of thoughts that, you know, people actually believe that adsorption on the surface, the material can go right into bulk of, of or the absorbing that is absorbing it. So we have adsorbate the substance absorbing on the absorbent. We have to be careful with the definition. So um, when a substance goes on um, onto a surface, it can also penetrate right into the bulk of the material. Gotcha. Okay, now, when we're talking yeah. about snow and we're talking about pollution, which process is involved? Is it both? Yes, it's both. In fact, um, why it is really a problem is because of the uniqueness, the unique texture morphology and shapes of the individual crystal, individually shaped crystal that makes up the absorbing snow. I principally, I particularly believe, I, I don't only believe that snow is a super absorbent. I believe it is the super absorbent. I mean, the way snow is, snow is made up of individually shaped crystals of snow that come together to form that very bulk of material we see. The absorptive property of snow is determine very um, very much because of the large surface area and volume ratio snow has for any kind of uh, pollutant absorb gases liquid finely divided solid the, the pollutants could be ionic could be toxic down could be organic could be very active could be anything it could be as absorbed by snow that is the principal problem. Okay, the problem. Why is it a problem? If, the, if if these pollutants are being adsorbed or absorbed or basically being held by the snow one way or another, why does that present a problem? Is it when they're released? Yeah, so normally you feel um, the problem must have been during summer. 
Okay. I, I, I think we lost. I'm going to throw him back on hold and see if, um, I'm not sure, Sarah, that line was pretty, pretty sketchy to begin with. We'll give Sarah a second to try and work on this. So, yeah, to be honest with you, I, I'd heard the term adsorption back in, I think, in high school when you were learning basic scientific concepts, but I think we all just sort of assume it's absorbed, right? But no, there's, there's two different processes at play here. You've got absorption and adsorption. You got it working now, you think, Sarah? Okay, we're going to try this again. Let's go back to Dr. Uh, Eda. Doctor, I, sorry, your line was breaking up a yep. bit, but I think we got you now. So we were talking about yeah, how this yeah. presents a problem when they are released from the snow, when the pollutants eventually get released. Yes, so snow, um, there, is, there, is, there is a temperature to which um, snow be behaves as a solid and liquid. At the same time, at that temperature, snow loses its, its rigidity and water seems to, water molecules form through the surface of the snow. Now, the way it behaves is that it absorbs and releases pollutants almost immediately. At the same time, it, it creates this very false absorption, uh, assumption that, for instance, there is one gram of a pollutant in that snow, when if you completely dissolve it, it will release far more than that. So that very, that very surface phenomenon of snow having more, more pollutant than one might actually think is there is actually the problem. So pollution doesn't stop during summer. I think it, it wasn't when snow has melted and releases this pollutant back into our environment. That is the key problem here. So what what do we do with this knowledge, Doctor? How can we, I mean, we've got snow, we've got pollution. What, what can we do here? Um, the, the answer to that is education, 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 education. We do not just stop in passing regulations in the federal, um, municipal, and provincial um, um, line of our government. We should also, every regulation should come with monitoring and enforcement. That is a problem. See, persistent organic pollutants go into the surrounding by, for instance, uh, burning of our household waste. How did, how did this POP get into the household waste? How was that possible? We trust our government to take care of all Canadians. We also might want to see how our government, you know, the kind of waste disposal uh, plans they have for us. Right. Um, Dr. Toxaphene, for instance, and uh, hexachlorobenzene are persistent organic um, compounds that cause um, chronic respiratory issues, um, liver damage, for instance. How are we sure that pesticides and insecticides that we use around us do not also contain this kind of or this class of pollutant? That is the question. So exactly. regulation should come by, should also come with monitoring and enforcement. All right. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Interesting work. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. <laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.